a lot of people, a lot of clients that, that struggle with intimate relationships. And this is true because it's true of almost everyone. We all struggle with intimate relationships at different times. How does this affect your business? It actually tears apart our business because if we if we are not feeling good at home, we're not feeling good at work. Okay, uh, but the vice, the, the 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 opposite is true as well. When you're not feeling good at work with relationships at work, it tends to bleed into home, and you don't feel as good at home. So today, what I'm going to be talking about is relationships. Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, set, kind of seven concepts. I'm going to go through them fairly quickly. If you want more information on this, I get deep into this with my clients as it's needed. Uh, inevitably, with every one of my clients, I'm gonna have a conversation about intimate relationships or, or communication at some point in time if, if we work together for a little while. So, if you want more, connect with me, okay? But, but I'm gonna focus on these, and th these are just kind of seven key concepts for improving any relationship you have. I'm gonna focus on intimate relationships, but as you hear me talk about, I'll, I'll talk about business relationships and other relationships as well, okay? So, number one, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself, and I'm gonna talk about this in two different ways. Number one, make sure that you're improving yourself constantly. Make sure that you've always, you're always doing some more personal development, that you're growing as a human being. The more you grow yourself, the more your business grows. The more uh, you become a, a better mom, dad, kid, parent, uh, lover, whoever it is, okay? Uh, sister, brother, whoever, whatever the relationship you're looking at, you become better at that. Um, so constantly look at yourself and improve yourself that way. The second thing, focus on yourself when you're in relationship with somebody. When, if there's something going wrong, ask yourself, what can I do about it? Don't worry about the other person. Don't focus on the other person. Focus on yourself. What can you do about it? The more you focus on yourself, the more the more this will improve, uh, the better you'll get at it, and the, the, the bigger impact you'll have on your relationship. As you focus on yourself, your influence over other people actually grows. So if you want to influence other people in your life, focus on yourself. Secondly, transparency and honesty. Uh, by transparency and honesty, and I'm going to say be honest in, in, in the smallest ways. What I'm talking about specifically is Talk, talk about the truth, be transparent with emotions, how you're feeling. This is a way to become far more intimate with somebody. And if you, if you don't believe me right now, that's okay. I, I've had lots of people, I myself didn't believe this for a long time, but as I grew in it, I realized, wait a second, this has a huge impact on, on relationship and intimacy. So be transparent, and this is what I mean. You don't have to be transparent. If somebody says, do you like this dress? Or do you like how I look? Or how do you think that went? The, the, the key to relationship is not being so transparent that you're like, that sucked and you're awful. That, that's, not, that's not healthy transparency, okay? Healthy transparency, or honesty. What healthy transparency is, is I'm, I'm feeling hurt right now. Try this out. If you want to create intimacy, if you want somebody to move in towards you, share, be transparent. Be a little bit vulnerable with somebody. The more, the more you are willing to be vulnerable in a relationship, the more people tend to move towards you. So if you're on a sales call, I'll talk about both realms. If you're on a sales call and you share about something that you have struggled with or that you're struggling with right now, and some people think that that'll scare off the, the client or the potential prospect. It doesn't. It actually helps them move closer to you and go, this person gets me because they're willing to be vulnerable. In the same way, in, in an intimate relationship, when you say, you know what, I'm scared right now. I'm scared for us, or I'm scared for what this means for, for, for uh, our family, whatever it is. The, the more you are willing to, to be vulnerable, the more people tend to move in. And think about this, it happens with you too. If somebody is willing to be transparent and vulnerable in a, in a legitimate way, not in a whiny way, are you not willing to go, hey, how can I help you with that? That happens constantly. Think about your own relationships. Next, number three, create safety. Now I'm gonna talk about this a little bit more with number six and seven, but create safety in relationship. 
The more safety you can create in a relationship, the more people are willing to be transparent with you and honest with you and open with you and vulnerable with you, which is exactly what we want really in relationships, okay? Um, so how do you create safety? Really quickly, I'll, I'll give you a couple of quick tips. One is be, be a safe place by listening well. Be a safe place by, by not judging people constantly. Uh, be willing to take somebody at their own value. Be willing to say, listen, if this is what you're going through, that's what you're going through. So a lot of that's listening. And again, I'm going to talk about that, okay? Think about the people who are safe for you. I've got somebody in my life that I love. They're, they're a family member. I really care about them deeply. But every time I mention my new crazy ideas for business, they shoot those ideas down. So guess what? I don't share the ideas with that person anymore. I care about them. They care about me, but they want to know. I'm not going to share those things with that person because they shoot them down all the time. Okay? So to be safe for, for another person, be curious rather than judgmental. Next, non-sexual touch. Non-sexual touch is a, uh, a key to, to connecting with people. Now, I mean this both for your intimate relationships, your intimate partner, as well as anyone in your life. I use non-sexual non touch all the time, in, in er, everywhere. Now, you might not be a touch person, and that's okay. I've got a business partner that's not a touch person, um, but he is still comfortable with touching at different times, okay? This is why it's, oh, I'm gonna give you a few reasons why it's so important. Non-sexual touch is so important for an intimate relationship because what, well, sex is fantastic. Listen, there, there's intimacy outside of sex. And if, if sex is the only intimacy that you have, close connection you have with somebody, that, that relationship is built on something very fragile. Any problem now, and it's gonna crumble. Work on non-sexual touch, and you will actually find you are far more intimate with your partner, okay? In a non-sexual way, just a connection way. That's what I'm talking about. But you can also use it with clients, with prospects, with, with other business people that you're, you're, you're networking with. I use this constantly. Once I know somebody, I'll, and I'll ask. I mean, if somebody's uncomfortable with it, I, I, I don't push myself on people. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm a hugger, but I don't hug everyone. I try to read people's body language. Having said that, even if I'm not hugging people consistently, what I do do is, is touch people. So that might be two hands as, as, as I go in for a handshake every once in a while. What that might be is that, is that I just touch somebody on the back every once in a while. Rather than calling their name, I just touch them gently on the back or on the, on the, on the shoulder or on the elbow. Those are, those are safe places for most people, okay? Um, where where if I'll, I'll lean in sometimes and touch somebody. If you go to high-end sales training, if you go in into relationship training or marriage counseling or relationship counseling, you're gonna hear this as well, that you need to have non-sexual intimate touch with people. We don't get this very much in North America. So what happens is if you're touched in a non-sexual way that's safe, again, what happens is you create intimacies, connection with somebody, and they feel safer with you. Next, routine connection. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you have, if you have somebody that, that you want to connect with deeper, make sure it's routine. This sounds counterintuitive. It doesn't sound romantic to, to have a, every, every week a meeting with somebody or to even schedule your sex, although you can do that. Uh, and again, you, you'll hear that about people who are training high-end. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that all the time, that you can schedule things in. But make sure that you're, routine, you're, you're connecting with people in a routine way with, with, with anybody that's really important to you. Make sure you do this with your intimate partner. I'm going to tell you what, what I do personally, but you can also do this with other people. If you've got a network referral partner that sends you a lot of business, make sure you're connecting with them. Take them out to coffee every six, or every, every six to eight weeks at the very most, okay? Or at the very least. Uh, make sure you're connecting with people consistently. The more you connect with them, the more you're able to educate them and help 
them understand who you are, but you also listen to them. And there's connection, and you move on in relationship. There's intimacy there, okay? Uh, but specifically, I was going to tell you the story about myself. Uh, years ago, my wife and I, uh, this actually came from a mentor that I had at the time, a coach that I had. He said that on a weekly basis, he got together with his wife, and they just had a glass of wine and chatted. I thought, that's a brilliant idea. So ever since that time, I've instituted that, my wife and I have been doing that. Um, and I, I guess we miss less than five times every year, okay? So probably about, again, 52 weeks in the year, we probably miss less than five times. Uh, and, and what we do during that time is we just connect. Now, that can become, when it's a routine, it can, be, it can get off track a little bit. Instead of really connecting about how, how we're doing and, and what we're dreaming about and, and connecting on a deeper level, it can be about business stuff like, oh, so what does this week look like and, yeah, um, how is the weather? Uh, don't make it about that. Work really hard to make it more intimate, okay? Ask people better questions. As you ask people better questions, you'll get more intimate. Here's the thing. I talked about focusing on yourself at the beginning. During this time, during this time, what I want you to do during routine connections, whether it's with business people or, or intimate partners, what I want you to do is ask them questions about themselves. Listen well to those people. The better you are able to listen and hear somebody else, the more they feel heard, the more connection they feel to you, the more willing they are to, to align with the things that you want to talk about or the things that you want to do in life. I recently had a client, uh, a couple weeks ago actually, that, that, was, that was struggling and, and he was doing things um, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't always connecting with, with his wife, okay? Um, that she kind of disagreed with at different times. This is what I told him to do immediately. I kind of stopped the conversation and said, hey listen, what you need to do is book a time with, you, with your partner, connect, talk, find out what her needs are, talk about her goals a little bit. This is the feedback that I got. He came back to me and said, hey listen, we talked about that and we actually discovered we're in alignment with all these different things. Uh, she is excited about my business. She is excited about the things that I'm trying to build right now. So that came not from trying to force somebody to listen to me, that came from me listening to them, putting them as a priority. When we feel safe, coming back to safety, when we feel safe, when we feel heard, we are more open to listen to other people's ideas. This works for you. It works for everyone else too, okay? Think about situations here. But do this with clients. Do this with, do this with other people. The better you become at, at listening and communicating and asking questions, the more intimacy you have with people, the more connection you have with people, the more uh, they tend to like your ideas. It's the way we work as humans. Next, uh, talk about I'll talk about goals a little bit. So a, a key concept, and this is again in any relationship you have, I'll talk about intimate relationships and, and business relationships. In intimate relationships, when you ask somebody about their goals and you connect on, on, on mutual goals that you share for the future, what starts to happen is you have this deep connection where you, the, the next steps you're taking, everyone is aligned. So I'll give you an example. Again, thinking about business, uh, actually I'll, I'll use an example from my own life. Uh, there was a time where I wanted to do business on my own and my, 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 my wife wasn't on the same page. She said, I, I want, can't you just get a safe, secure job, uh, basically. And so I talked to the mentor that I had, a uh, coach that I had at the time, and he said, you, you have to do this, Mark. Give, give this person that's important to you, give them some time to prove that you're willing to meet them on their, on their level. So I, I worked for a government agency, a health, the health organization of our, of our province, for a couple of years as a therapist. This is when I was practicing psychology. And from that, from that, um, I, gave, I gave two years to that job, at the end of it, I, I had a conversation with my wife. We talked about goals. I said, what are our goals? And we realized that our goals were pretty big. Then I asked, 
okay, if we're on our current path, on our current trajectory, currently with what we're doing at Alberta Health Services and other things, are, are we going to meet those goals? And we realized very quickly, no, we're not going to meet those. It was her realization. She was saying, no, we're not going to meet those goals. And so the next question was, what can we do to change? And she told me, she gave me the idea. I mean, I already had the idea, but she, she was saying, Mark, what we need to do is you need to, you need to grow your own business. That's what I wanted to do from the beginning. But when she came at it from her perspective and said, these are my goals, Mark needs to work. What that did was, was free me to work fully. And instead of doing this and me working on my own, trying to help my family, because that's the purpose of it, right? Uh, one of the purposes of it. Instead of doing this about it, there's, there was complete freedom for me to move forward with this and explore it and go crazy with all my crazy ideas, all right? In the, in the same thing I'm betting will happen with you. The more you talk about other people's goals, whether it's a client, uh, a, a business partner, um, whoever, if you've got a conflict, talk about goals. What goals do is they align. You start to go, yeah, I want that too. Now, how do we get there? Not how do you get there, how do I get there? How do we get there? And once you're working on the same page and you're aligned and there's intimacy and connection there, what will happen is, is people will want to work for you and for your desires as well, okay? And come back to one more thing with, with safety and, and non-sexual touch. Humans need physical touch. We're mammals. Uh, and there's a crazy amount of research about this. But think about times where you have, uh, maybe, I don't know if you've got a pet, like a dog or a cat, and, and this animal maybe sits beside you or on your lap, and then you, you, you just pet it for a while. And how calming that experience is. There's a physiological reason for that, okay? Psychologically, when we are, are calm, in a calm situation, we're touching somebody, and we feel the warmth of their body, what happens is that we are able to calm down more. Uh, it's, it's, it's a way to kick in our parasympathetic system. So that system in our body that allows our adrenaline to slow down and, and it releases serotonin and other things into our bloodstream that, that allows us to, to slow down and calm down and then relax, that happens through physical touch. If you're a high-stress person, this is what I'm going to rec recommend. Before you buy a dog, before you buy a cat, what I'd recommend is that, and horses are the same way, but what I'd recommend is, is just get into the habit of touching people a little bit more. That is a very healthy thing to do that calms everyone down. In a stressful situation, so this is something that, again, my wife and I have implemented, where, where if, we're, if we're fighting, I remember one time we were having an argument, and, and my wife said, can we just sit close together? I'm feeling scared right now. So what is she doing? She's being transparent, honest, okay? Um, at the time we're fighting, she says, I'm scared. Can we sit closer together? And I go, yeah, I want to move closer to you. Let, let, let's, let's connect. Rather than being apart, let's connect. So she used the skill on me. And then we just sat next to each other. And instead of, instead of fighting, our emotions kind of calmed down a little bit. And we were able to t talk, like adults, uh, about, about something that, that mattered to both of us. And we were able to come up with a resolution. So that's kind of a rule in our family. With Teresa and I, um, often we, we sit really close together if, if, we're, if we're having a disagreement or something because that physical touch makes a difference. Now, part of what I find every time I talk about this kind of stuff is that it reminds me I've got to do a few of these things. As I was reading through these and, and talking about them with, with you right now, I'm realizing, you know what, there are a couple of these that I've been, I have been doing a, a fantastic job on. So here's the challenge to you and the challenge to me. What I want you to do is write down all seven. All seven of these are important. But then I want you to identify one of them that you're going to work on for the next 30 to 60 days. You'll work on it with your intimate relationships as well as business relationships and other people around you, okay? And as you become a master of these soft skills, what you're going to do is, is also be better at business. It's the way it works. 
there are typically two people that become leaders. One is a very driver type personality that kind of just runs over everyone. Um, you can think about a couple of business like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs are those kind of people who their relationships suffer a lot um, because they, they just run all over people. Generally speaking, uh, I, I think both of them got better at that uh, as time has gone by. But um, that, that's one pe person who's successful in a large businesses. The second person who's really successful in business as, as a leader are people who have the soft skill of learning communication and intimacy. When they can connect with other people, they're able to have a lot of people on their side. When you connect on a deeper level with somebody, you will, you will feel drawn to them. So be that person. Become a leader by choosing one of these for the next couple of months, and after that, choose another one. And over the next six or seven months, get really good at all of these. You create a pattern for these in your own life. If one of them doesn't fit you, or if one of them you're really good at, that's fine, drop it. But choose one right now, and say, how can I do this? If, if you want help with this, reach out to me. I've got programs that I teach things on, whether they're video programs or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I, I, I can help you with this. But regardless of who you're gonna to get to help you, make sure that you make a commitment to this and, and add value to your intimate relationships starting right now.